rising happy monday if you want an amazing way to start your week you definitely want to listen to this live i had a really intense and interesting conversation with um a neighbor of mine last night we got into like a four-hour conversation hi everybody that's joining we got into a four-hour conversation of everything that consciousness is everything that this matrix system is hola hola hi and it was just a conversation that makes you believe and understand and realize the system that we're in and how we can very easily manipulate it through our own consciousness through our own thoughts hi everybody it's joining and it was a it was such a powerful conversation because there are so many gateways to other realms of existences that we have access to right like we were talking about um psilocybin mushrooms for example and you know when we think about the reason why these things have been illegal for so long when you have conversations like that you can understand why because they literally bring us to a different time and space that allow us to see how much bigger we are than this three-dimensional reality right hi everybody it's joining love to all benny in the house how are we um so it's just it was a conversation that's showing that we are just so much bigger than our flesh we are so much more magical than we're ever taught to believe and obviously that's on purpose because we can't if we all realize our true potential this would no longer be considered a slave planet right hi everybody how we doing um six or seven hours usually i sleep i guess um and just the things that this person had experienced while he was um doing mushrooms he had very similar experiences to other people that maybe he just found in a youtube video or something so it's very interesting that a lot of people that do mushrooms and that go to these different times and spaces experience the same thing or something very similar and that really really intrigued me a lot uh, because it all has to do with consciousness it all has to do with exactly what we are that we don't understand that we are right and i'm going to read from today your faith is your fortune by neville goddard um because our faith is our fortune and my neighbor and i got into that as well like talking about our will the first thing is thy will be done our will of whatever it is that we want or believe per se is done so whatever your belief is about something the will is already done right etheric worlds exactly whatever we will whether it's conscious or unconscious thy will be done so it's again that goes back to bible verses and things in here um which gives me a greater understanding of what all of those verses in the bible actually mean always wanted to try mushrooms but finding someone with them isn't in my circle of acquaintances i'm sure if you ask around someone will know someone but this just piqued my interest even more about going other into other gateways of existences and then that led me back to um really wanting to take part in the uh the gateway tapes which i briefly touched on at one point that 
we can expand our consciousness to a point where things manifest almost instantly, if not instantly, right? I have not done them, no. (laughs) But where I am in my life, those are things that I want to expand on and those are things that I really want to experiment with because I really want to know all that I am. All that I am. Right? Because the after the I am comes anything that you want to will to be done. So I want to be all that I possibly am. And for a lot of people that might get confusing, you're like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. But when we go into this, um, this book, Your Faith is Your Fortune, I think it'll make more sense for people. Um, so not my will, but thine be done. This resignation is not one of blind realization that I can, can of myself do nothing. The father within me doeth the work. So when, when he talks about that, the father within me does all the work, God or your consciousness does all the work. And they refer to the father as your consciousness, God. And when I say, and I had this conversation last night, that we are all gods, people get incredibly triggered by that. But if we're made in the likeness and image of God, then that would mean that we are all God. And if we understood what page or chapter, I'm reading from page 81. Thank you, Karen. Yes. Um, Pin comment. Come on, pin it. Okay, there we go. So, um, when man wills, he attempts to make something which he does not now does not now know exists appear in time and space. Too often we are not aware of that which we are really doing. We unconsciously state that we do not possess the capacities to express. And we have every capacity to express because we do it every day, knowingly or unknowingly. Every single thing that we think, we are willing into existence. So if something's not going your way, and you're saying, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that I was never going to have this. I could never do this. This person could never want me. You are literally willing that into your existence. So how much is it that you actually pay attention to your thoughts? Because your thoughts manifest into things. And then when you look at your 3D reality, it's only a reflection of your thoughts. And when we got into a really deep conversation about everything that consciousness is, and it gets so deep that it's almost just like it's too hard for us to really understand like what it actually is but we do have the power and magic within us to create and project into reality the things that we really want but we've been so victimized with our own consciousness that we don't even understand that that's the way that our world works that's the way that this matrix system works that we truly have the power to form this world in exactly the way that we want it to. But because of so many traumas and bad experiences and people saying negative things to us, that becomes, that literally becomes our world in the way that we project it out into reality. If we could think of, abracadabra, if we could think of our consciousness As a projector, right? Just like you watch a movie from a projector screen. That's literally 
Like we have our own projector on our forehead that is projecting what the outside world is going to look like based on our film, based on our movie that we play in our mind, right? That's how a film works. It has a reel of a film on it. And then when you project that onto a screen or onto a wall, that movie then plays. And it is the same thing with our consciousness. Whatever we believe or will to be done, that will or those thoughts or those feelings are on a film in our consciousness. That film then projects into our reality what it is that we experience. I will not accept negative thoughts. And that's the thing. When, when we say, I will not accept negative thoughts, do we have that constant awareness that when a, a negative thought comes up that we replace it with a positive one? Or we say, I am the creator of my reality. I get to decide what I experience. But most people will never understand or believe or have faith in the fact that we do get to create this reality. We do get to say what happens. And even though we might experience negative things when we start to do this work, our old thoughts and habits have to overflow and project into our reality. Because if... No, I have not. Come on. Um, if you have already filmed, right? If you, if you film a movie and you press play, whatever is on that film is going to play. So if you still have the old story on some of your film that still has to project into your reality. Because sometimes people will start really working hard on themselves and um, bringing things to them and their will being done, saying my will be done and, and using your I am-ness and all those things, that your old story will project into your reality because it's still on your film tape, right? So if you press play with wherever you are right now in your life and you're working really hard on your manifestation stuff and your consciousness, that old story still has to play somewhere. So if that happens, it shouldn't alarm you. It's just a reflection of where your consciousness was at some point in your life, right? It's, it's easier said than done, but it's not impossible because I, I'm living proof of that for myself. As difficult as it was for me, I searched and searched for, and searched for every modality to get me to a point where my negative thoughts were no longer on a loop. Those self-doubts no longer kept showing up. There is still times where it's like, yeah, you're not going to have that. No. And then I'm just like, this is my reality and I get to say what the fuck shows up in it. Right? Because we are that powerful. So I have to remind myself. No, that's not the way this goes. I am the creator of my reality. My old story has no power over me. That's one of my favorite sayings. My old story has no power over me. Okay, we unconsciously state that we do not possess the capacities to express. We predicate our desire upon the hope of acquiring the necessary capacities in the future time. I am not, but I will be. So we don't want to speak in future because the future could be 30 years from now. I am. And then whatever follows that is what you become. Man does not realize that consciousness is the father, which does the work. So he attempts to express that which he is not conscious of being. Such struggles are doomed to failure. Only the present expresses itself. Unless I am conscious of being that which I seek, I will not find it. So let's read that sentence again. Unless I am conscious of being the thing that I want to have happen, I won't find it. 
I will be this person. I will lose weight. I will have uh, a loving relationship. I will get this job. One day this will happen. We don't want to live in the future. We want to live in the present. Your consciousness, all the things that you think of, your, your consciousness does not know whether you're really experiencing something or if you are just thinking it. So if you're spending all day dwelling in the fact that I don't have this, I'll never have this money or I'm, I can't wait. I'm so, I, I wish that I had this. When we speak in, in the distance from something, that means you don't have it. That means that you lack it. So lack can only create the like scenario, which is more lack. It doesn't say, the universe doesn't say, this person wants this so bad, I'm going to give it to them. The universe or your consciousness doesn't care whether it's good or bad. It doesn't judge you. Right? It does not judge you for the things that you desire. It can only give you and be a reflection in a mirror. So if you say in the mirror, I wish I had this perfect home, the mirror can only show you back more wishing. Oh, she wishes for it. This longing feeling. She loves this longing feeling because that's what you relate to. That is what you mirror. That is what you, that is what you're magnetizing to yourself. But if you're in your mind and consciousness and you're saying, I have the most amazing home. Like I'm so grateful for this home, this beautiful home that I live in. Right? You are in relation to that feeling of what it's like to have that beautiful home or to have the amazing job or to have the beautiful organic garden with all your favorite foods in it. But if you go outside in your garden and there's nothing there and you're like, I knew this wasn't going to happen. I knew nothing was going to grow. You push these things away from you. You push it away from you. Confidence is the key in everything. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, Unless I am conscious of being that which I seek, I will not find it. God, your awareness, is the substance and fullness of all. God's will is the recognition of that which is, not of that which will be. God's will is the recognition. Where is this? God's will is the recognition of that which is. So if you're recognizing that which is, and it's it's something that you don't have, that's what it will be. But if you are thankful and grateful, gratitude is the easiest way to bring a manifestation into existence, is being already grateful even for the things you have. So if you're finding it very difficult to be grateful for something that you don't have, Find the things that you are grateful for because it's all that same feeling. Even go back in the past and think of the time where you were the happiest and just relive that moment all the time. You have that gratitude. You have that feeling. So then your reality can reflect back to you that type of feeling, that type of experience. Right? The principle by which all things are made visible is eternal. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men, the things which God hath prepared for those who love the law. Wait, I didn't want to read that part because I, <laughs> it was too much, so we're going to skip that part. Okay. Now you will see the wisdom in the words of the prophet when he states, let the weak say, I am strong. 
Let the weak say, I am strong. That's Joel 3.10. Man in his blindness will not heed the prophet's advice. He continues to claim himself to be weak, poor, wretched, and all the other undesirable expressions from which he is trying to free himself by ignorantly claiming that he will be free from these characteristics in the expectancy of the future. Such thoughts thwart the one law that can ever free him. Let the weak say, I am strong. So when you claim something that you are not, you are calling that into existence. So if you're not healthy, you say, I am in perfect health every single day. I'm in perfect health, right? That has to reflect into your reality, your belief in that, your feeling in that. I am in perfect health. Thank you for giving me perfect health. But if a person that, again, is blind and he's sick and he's poor and you literally dwell in that every single day, in that victimhood, your reality can only show you that. Your reality can only give you that. There's only one door through which the world you seek, sorry, through which that which you seek can enter your world. I am the door. If they're saying the only one door through which that which you seek can enter your world. So there's only your consciousness. There's only one door for you to create the world that you are now living in. And that one door is your consciousness. You say, I am the door. When you say I am, you are declaring yourself to be first person, present tense. I am. If you say, I'm so sick. You're calling more sickness into your reality. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. I'm so fat. Oh my God, I'm such an idiot. The I am. Say two of the most powerful words that you can ever use in your existence is the I am because for what follows that becomes your reality, right? So whatever you're saying after the I am, I am so poor. I am so unhealthy. I'm never going to be able to do this. I am. Whatever follows those words becomes your reality. If we are so present in the things that we think, we will pay so much more attention to the things that we think, knowing that that is what creates the world we're in. To know that I am is to be conscious of being. Consciousness is the only door. Unless you are conscious of being that which you seek, you seek in vain. If you judge after appearances, you will continue to be enslaved by the evidence of your senses. To break this hypnotic spell of the senses, you are told, go within and shut the door. I am courageous and wealthy. Go within yourself and shut the door. When you don't allow anything else in your mind or consciousness, that is when true change happens. When you don't allow anything negative. Or when you don't allow the things that you don't want in your home, which is your consciousness, you shut the door and you will only allow positive thoughts. You will only allow the things that you truly want to come into your home. And when you pay attention to that, when you, I do this too with people, I am only letting the people in my home that are good for my energetic state. 
And some people think that's crazy. Some people think it's crazy that you don't allow certain things in your consciousness because it messes with your energy field, right? And I've been doing that lately. And I talked to my energy my energy facilitator. And I'm like, Di, why am I like this? Like, why? She was like, you're just having a spiritual awakening and you don't want people in your energy field that are going to bring down your vibration, that are going to alter your mood in a way. Like, being that I am an empath and I take on other people's energies, it's very difficult for me to be around people that are always negative all the time. So there's just certain places that I won't go because I feel that and I carry that with me. Yep, only high vibrational conscious beings live in this home. And it's it can be isolating, but it's like if I am separating myself from certain types or groups of people because that helps me stay in a more centered and balanced place, I can call in that I have I'm surrounded by the perfect people and I have my tribe of people that I absolutely love and we can talk about these things for hours and hours on end, right? Those are my people. Those are the people that I want to be around because those are the people that I choose to be around. And lucky enough for me, I can choose that life because the life that I'm living is the life that I've created. It became my I am-ness, right? Go with it and shut the door. The door of the senses must be tightly shut before your new claim can be honored. Closing the door of the senses is not as difficult as it appears to be at first. It is done without effort. And once... Once you do close the door of your senses, which I've done and sometimes it still creeps up on me and I'm just like, this is my reality. I get to create it, right? So closing the door of the senses, what, what does that mean? Closing the door of the senses. It means anything that you see in your three-dimensional world that you don't like or you're not happy with, you're shutting the door to those senses. You're not allowing yourself to get upset because your three-dimensional world doesn't look the way that you want it to. You're not allowing yourself to be sad or wallow and say, why did this happen? Why did I bring this into my consciousness? You're just allowing those things to pass. You're closing the door to your senses and saying, no, this is not the reality that I'm creating for myself. Right? So if we understand that somehow we created this reality that we're now experiencing... And we don't have a meltdown to it. And we're just like, I'm observing. I'm observing this reality. And I know that now I have to call in something different. It's closing the door of your senses. And I've gotten pretty decent at it. I'm not great at it. But I've definitely improved to the point where I'm not allowing things that I don't think are of value to me in this three-dimensional world. Like I don't allow it to, to bring me down. I'm just like, okay, something within me created this, so now where do I what do I have to call forth to have the experience that I actually want? Right? It is impossible. This is one of my favorites, and I've talked about this before. It is impossible to serve two masters at the same time. What does that mean? It is impossible to serve two masters at the same time. The master man serves is that which he is conscious of being. So the master that we serve is that which we're conscious of. So if my master is, I'll never have the job that I want, like I'm just not good enough. Even if I'm the best at what I do, but my belief is, oh my God, there's so many other people that are better for this job, like I'll never get it. 
The master man serves is that which I'm conscious of. That's who I serve. Oh, I'm never chosen. Like nobody ever liked me. Like I don't have any friends. I am serving that master within that, that belief system. That is my master, right? I am Lord and master of that which I am conscious of being. It is no effort for me to conjure poverty if I'm conscious of being poor. No effort. If I believe money's hard to come by, if I believe that I'm not worthy of having wealth and abundance, if I believe that I'm only worthy of having a job that pays me minimum wage, it's no effort for me to continue to conjure that because that's just my belief. In the same respect as if you're extremely wealthy, you believe that that is what you deserve. Wealth comes easy to me. So you are a servant of that master, whether it is good or bad, it doesn't matter. You are the servant to whatever your belief system is and therefore that's what you become. My servant, poverty, is compelled to follow me as long as I am conscious of being poor. So I'm gonna read that sentence again. My servant, which is poverty, is compelled to follow me because I'm conscious of, that's what I'm conscious of being. I'm conscious of being poor. So my poorness can only follow me unless I turn those thoughts around to believe that I deserve more, to believe that I am worthy of other things. Then you are a servant to that master. But it says you, it's impossible to serve two masters at the same time. So if you truly believe based on your upbringing and your childhood programming that we can't afford this, we'll never have enough money, um, money is just not for us. Our whole family line lineage has always been poor. This is just how it is. We don't have good luck. You can't serve that master, which is your true belief system. And also at the same time say, you know, that I'm wealthy and all these other things. If you have that true inner belief, you can't be both at the same time. You have to choose one or the other. And the dominant thought or belief is what is going to manifest into your reality. Unless you are actively changing your programming and you're reprogramming your subconscious, the more dominant thought is what is going to show up. I am a money magnet. Love it. Instead of fighting against the evidence of the senses you claim yourself to be, that which you desire to be, as your attention is placed on this claim, the doors of the senses automatically close against your former master, that which you are conscious of being. As you become lost in the feeling of being, that which you are now claiming to be true to yourself. The doors of the senses once more open, revealing your world to be the perfect expression of that which you are conscious of being. So when we go into the state akin to sleep, right before you go to sleep, we're thinking of all the really good and positive things that we want. That's helping to change our state of consciousness, right? Um, as you become lost in the feeling of being, as you become lost in that feeling of what it is that you truly want, the doors of the senses can open again and you can feel those senses in your daydreaming, in your meditation. Like I've said so many times, whenever I do meditation and I come out of the meditation, I'm like, that was real. That shit was real. I felt it. I saw it. I heard it. I smelled it. All of the senses are real, right? Your mind doesn't know or understand whether you actually experienced it or that you just imagined it. 
So you use your mind and consciousness to your greatest ability to make it real in your mind. And how long can you stay with that feeling of the wish fulfilled? Let us follow the example of Jesus who realized as man, he could do nothing to change his present picture of lack. He closed the door of his senses against his problem and went to his father, which is our consciousness, the one to whom all things are possible. Having denied the evidence of his senses, he claimed himself to be all that a moment before his sense, his senses told him he, he wasn't. So the moment before he did this and he went into his mind and consciousness, his senses told him you can't have that. But when he went into his consciousness to God, the father, <clears throat> he brought that forth into his mind. He made it real. Knowing that consciousness expresses its likeness on earth, he remained in the claim consciousness until the doors opened and confirmed the rulership of the Lord. Remember, I am is Lord of all. Never again use the will of man, which claims I will be. Be as resigned as Jesus and claim, I am that. And that's the most important thing. Whatever you think in your mind that I am and whatever follows after that is that which you are conscious of being. And if, this, if that is what you are conscious of being, that is what you are. Man feels so secure in his man-made laws, opinions, and beliefs that he invests them with an authority they do not possess. Satisfied that his knowledge is all, he remains unaware that all outward appearances are but states of mind externalized. Man does not realize that all outward appearances are but states of mind externalized. Do we, do we truly understand that? That everything that we think and then we see it in our reality is just our uh, is just a result of our thoughts externalized. Like, if we understand that, then we know the true power of our mind. But it's such a simple concept that people believe. That's ridiculous. So you mean to tell me that anything that I think is what happens in my reality? Yes. If every day, for example, let's say this, if every day the news had on the most positive things about how people love each other and just the most amazing, miraculous experiences were happening, happening in humanity, there was never anything negative. There was never anything negative, any kind of media anywhere that you saw. And everything in your consciousness was that of high vibration. What do you think would reflect into the collective consciousness? It would be all beautiful experiences because we are that which we believe to be true. But if you have on the news cycle every single day, which is what they have, is complete garbage about how the world is so bad and people are murdering one another and all the deaths and sickness and unhealthiness and uh, car accidents and all of these bad things. Collectively, that is what we believe to be true. So our consciousness or collective consciousness can only continue to reflect that into our reality. Right? That is all that can be reflected is all the bad things because the TV 
is a programming unit to program our minds. Anything that we are reading, anything that we are watching, the things that we're scrolling through on social media, when we're in a certain brainwave frequency, that's when we're easily programmable. And when we watch the TV, when we're reading things, we zone out into a certain frequency, into a certain um, state of mind that it is easily programming us, right? So tell lie vision, exactly. So those are the only things that we can then project because that is what we believe. I always say this, if you leave your television on at night and you're hearing commercials about pharmaceuticals and you're hearing the news and all the deaths and all these things, that's feeding and programming your consciousness. So that when you are in your waking state, that's the only thing that you can project into your reality because your film of consciousness has only been hearing about how unhealthy people are with pharmaceutical commercials, the death and dying and people robbing and looting and car robberies and all these things. So your reality can only reflect that. That's it. Okay. The Lord is in his holy temple. Consciousness dwells within that which it is conscious of being. Man is the Lord and his temple. Knowing that consciousness objectifies itself must forgive all men for being that which they are. He must realize that all are expressing that which they are conscious of being. Peter the, Peter the enlightened or discipled man knew that a change of consciousness would produce a change of expression. So we're saying Peter the disciple knew just like Jesus knew, or well, they call it Christ consciousness, that you've leveled up to a certain level of consciousness that is known as Christ consciousness, that is known as being an enlightened being, that you know and you've mastered the way that your mind works, that you reach such a level that you can just become the magician that you are or we are, and automatically manifest things and create miracles and heal because your belief and your faith in the knowingness of your power is so strong that you can just do this stuff instantaneously so peter the disciple knew that a change of consciousness would produce a change of expression in the three-dimensional world you change your mind and your thoughts and your beliefs about them and you will change your expression of the world and how it reflects to you. Instead of sympathizing with the beggars of life at the temple's gate, he declared, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. Stir up the gift within you. Stop begging and claim yourself to be that which you decide to be. Stop begging and claim yourself to be that which you decide to be. We were talking about this handle handlebar warrior. We were talking about this. He said, didn't Jesus basically come here to show how to manipulate reality? And that is my belief. That is my understanding after so much of this reading that he came here to show people how powerful they are by claiming their consciousness, by claiming their God and consciousness and understanding how our reality works, that you could be as powerful as him. He said, you could be as powerful as me or more. If you follow him, which is your consciousness, that which you claim to be. Um, 
Stop begging and claim yourself to be that which you decide to be. Do this and you too will jump from your crippled world into the world of freedom, singing praises to the Lord I am. Far greater is he that is in you than he had than he that is in the world. This is the cry of everyone who finds his awareness of being to God, to be God. Your recognition of this fact will automatically cleanse the temple, your consciousness of the thieves and robbers that are programmed in your mind, restoring you, restoring to you that dominion over things which you lost the moment you forgot the command, thou shalt have no other God beside me, my consciousness. And again, so many people are masters or slaves to their own belief systems. And you're saying it, thou shalt have no other God besides me, God the Father of consciousness. So whatever God we decide to, to allow to be our master in our reality, that is what we become. But if we realize, if we ask our God the Father for the things that we want, that we can become them by simply believing and having faith that I am the master of my reality. Right? Okay, let me see what... Okay, we're not going to read any more, but this... The Lord is in his holy temple. There's so many powerful things in this book. I think that gives people a better understanding, including myself, of what verses in the Bible, what they really meant. And really giving power back to each one of us. Because if God is within one of us, in every single one of us, then that means we are all within each other. So if we realize that we are all within one another, we were talking about this last night, then we would treat each other very differently. If I am you and you are me, and you're a reflection of the things that I believe. Like they say that people show up in your life as a reflection of you. To show you, possibly, the things that you need to work on. What are you triggered by? It's all just a reflection of the things that you need to work on within yourself. So I hope that this chat was powerful because all of these things that we talked about today in Your Faith is Your Fortune just really makes you expand in your mind. It makes you grow more to have better explanations to these things that we were never really taught. We're taught that we're powerless. We're taught that we can only have as much as the world shows us, but that's really our own consciousness reflecting out into the world of the things that we believe about ourselves to be true, right? I needed it today too. So I'm glad that you guys were here and listening. Thank you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes when I get into this type of stuff, I feel like it's kind of deep. But at the same time, it also just helps people with little puzzle pieces that maybe you needed, right? Because um, even when I read this stuff, I'm like, shit, I really needed to hear this. I really needed to understand this. I really needed to see just how powerful that I really am, right? Because we all do have that power of being the magician of our reality. We just were never taught that. Yes, I'm going to save it. I'm going to post it. But once we realize that all of our thoughts 
all the things that we think and believe is our three-dimensional world just externalized. We realize how malleable this matrix system or simulation really is. And we could change all the things that we don't want. We can change the undesirable things by rewiring our mind. And yes, it takes work, but it just depends on how badly you want to have the best experience while you're in this matrix system that you can have. Thank you, Carly. I appreciate that. So if we really want to have the best experiences that we can possibly have in this realm of existence, then we pay attention to all the thoughts that we have and we simply change them to the things that we do want. Even if we don't believe that we could have them, have I listen to this while I clean. My external reality is falling apart, but I'm creating a new life in my consciousness, practicing trust. And that's the thing is practicing that trust and that faith that we can have the things that we want. Even though our reality, our entire lives may be reflected the opposite. If we just understand that we literally hold the wand to our reality, that we realize the true power that we are. And when we practice it all the time, it might not happen right away for you. Or maybe small things will start to happen. You're like, shit, I remember I thought of that and then all of a sudden it happened. Or I, my intention was this and then two weeks later it showed up in my reality. That's how powerful you are. It's a lonely path but rewarding in the end. It is it's insanely rewarding because if it's lonely right now, and we're working on ourselves, right? Maybe that part is lonely. But once you master this reality, you're just like, I'm calling in all the most perfect people that think and feel the same way I do. And then all of a sudden, shows up. Maybe you, you're invited to this event and you meet all your soul tribe people. That's what, It happened like that for me in 2020. When I was one of the only people talking about all the crazy shit that was going on, I somehow manifested my now soul tribe, right? All my people that I love more than anything. I sound kind of far. I manifested that. So this journey could be a lonely one. This journey could be just one that you need to be on your own for. But call in. Once you know your power, call them in. Where are the troops? Let me have them. Right? Your reality becomes whatever you believe it to be. There aren't many coincidences. Anyone? <laughs> Beach patch seas. Anyone want to form a soul tribe? I'm sure there are people in here that would love to be part of your soul tribe. And it's just the belief. If you believe like, oh, it's just so hard to find people that think the same way I do. And it's, you know, it's just been really lonely. And well, what do you think is going to show up in your reality? Exactly that. Right? Exactly that. Nothing else can show up in your reality. If your true beliefs about yourself are it's hard to make friends with people that think the same way that I do, then guess what? Your reality can only reflect that. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole soul tribe right in this comment section. We're out there. We're right here. It can happen that instantly. You put in that intention out there like, where's my soul tribe at? And 10 people could DM you and be like, hey, where are you? What's your location? Oh my God, I'm in the same city. Let's meet up. It's that simple and it can happen that fast. That's how fast manifestation can happen.
if you believe that it will. Whatever you believe is to, to, be, to be difficult, it's going to be difficult. I know, you know, I've, I've really been wanting to do this, but it's, you know, it's just so hard. Like, I don't know where to start. Like, those are called excuses. Get off your ass or your ass of consciousness and make shit happen. It's really that easy. I moved to a different state right before COVID. Also, so it's been extra lonely. So thankful for Instagram. And it, it is a connecting piece, right? But we have to get rid of our old story that does not serve us. You're serving a master that doesn't serve you. Why? Why are you serving something that does not serve you or serve your highest good? Write down the things that you want. I write shit down all the time. My journaling. I can't even read my own handwriting, but I just know that I wrote it. Write shit down. Whatever your intentions are, write it down. It is so easy for me to find people that think like me. I have the most amazing group of people that I'm surrounded by on a daily basis. Just do it. That's it. I feel like I no longer match with my friends. I distanced. Listen, I've done it too. If it's time, it's time. And if you just believe that other things are going to show up for you. So it's just like getting rid of old things. You're, you're making room for new things to energetically come into your life. You're, you know, people, when people say like, oh, I cleaned out my entire house. And then all of a sudden, like all these great opportunities started happening. Get rid of old shit. I'm sorry if that means people too. But if things don't resonate with you anymore, make room for new things to come in. If you're hanging out with people that don't fill you and don't fulfill you, you're not making room for a new soul tribe to come through. There's so many people that I thought would be my friends forever. And for whatever reason, I allowed that separation. I allowed them to go. Because maybe I wasn't good for them anymore. And maybe they weren't good for me anymore. Allow the room for other things to come into your life, no matter what it is. Clean out your closet and get rid of the shit that you don't want. Throw away things that you're looking at that are collecting dust because you just want to hold on to things. Manifestation is letting go, right? Letting go of what no longer serves me and trusting enough that new and good things are going to come to me. It's really that simple, even though it can be hard for people, which I get. I've been there. I've done that. So. People change in, in frequencies constantly. So it's just a matter of, do you want to be on this frequency with these people? Or have you resonated somewhere else? It doesn't have to be a personal thing. Why doesn't this person want to hang out with me anymore? Or all my friends left me. Maybe you're just elevating. Maybe your universe is trying to tell you you need to make more room for the things that you just refuse to make room for. Sometimes things are taken from us to show us that there was something else behind there that was so much better for us that we're now have space for. That's how I see it anyway. So, um... I had to remove my own father from my life and it was incredibly hard, but I am so grateful for my new mental state and my positive thoughts. So again, 
some of these decisions that we have to make are maybe the most difficult that we will ever make. But is your peace worth it? Because sometimes you'll create boundaries and sometimes people will respect them. And sometimes people will not respect them and they will just not talk to you anymore. But having your peace and having or being able to live in a higher vibrational state is sometimes so much greater than continuing to stay in something that really makes us unhappy. And it is worth it. Our peace is worth it. Creating the reality that we want that is loving, abundant, joyful is worth it. So sometimes it's that hard decision of saying goodbye to people that we truly love. But like as Shelly said, always protect your peace. And that's not always easy to protect your peace. But it is the most valuable thing that we can do for ourselves. We want to create a world that is peaceful, that is high vibrational. Sometimes we have to separate ourselves. Our healing is worth it. Right? But I've been on for almost an hour. So um, I will probably be on tonight with Gary discussing the business of LifeWave if people are interested in the business of um, sharing the regeneration stem cell patches will probably be on tonight at nine o'clock. Also, my second retreat is now uh, September 27th in Tulum, Mexico. I'm super excited about it. So if you guys want tickets, you can go to Ari, my love. Hi. You can go to nourishmysoulretreats.org and you can use code CRYSTALSR2, Soul Retreat 2, for... Um, your discount code. I cannot wait to see more of you there. I know there were so many people that wanted to come and now I'm doing my second one. So I'm super excited. I will probably see you guys tonight at 9 p.m. I'm gonna uh, save this live and I will chat with you guys later, sending you all the love.